0: You have, a,
1: you have a diet of straight dick. <laughs> it's I see a, the straight dick.
0: It's the sea dick diet. Is it? I see dick and I get it.
1: It's like seafood.
0: But it's dick. Dick instead. I see the dick.
1: Straight dick. They get
0: the dick. Right. Why would it doesn't you? have to be straight. No. It could be a gay dick. Or like
1: a curved dick?
0: I mean, it could be curved. It could be gay. Or whatever. Up-sided. Whatever, you know? Yeah. Like picky. The total lie. I'm totally picky. <laughs> I'm picky about curved or straight. I'm just really picky about, like, the human the dick is attached to. So mm. you're like, really picky that it's, like, a decent human. So you're, like, a... Uh, uh, connected to the dick.
1: Dicogmishish?
0: I don't know what that is. Monogamish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you need a um, masterful dick. A good master dick.
0: I mean, sure, but...
1: In in the terms of, like, Master Blaster. You don't just need a Blaster.
0: I don't know. I mean, is Blaster a bad person and Master's a good one?
1: No, but the idea is that, like, Master is the consciousness. Right, so you need, like, a good consciousness. The dick is, like, it can't really think for itself, and if it does, it's probably not winding up in good places.
0: So then, whenever I break your dick, are you like, He has the mind of a child!
1: That's it. Two dicks entered.
0: This is Kink Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We're your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Come check out the community and join the fun at www.kinkquest.org. And you can join us in our Discord at www.kinkquest.org forward slash Discord. Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you're a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarlatine at www.scarletine.com. This is episode 17, and what are we talking about?
1: Well, we're talking about monogamish.
0: <laughs> monogamish. Monogamish. That's is that a of, word? That's, it's like the status that I give us at this mm-hmm. point. We are monogamish. Yeah.
1: All Conditions Right, Monogamish
0: This is like the redhead in the bar
1: Oh, yeah We
0: can tell that uh, story Jessica,
1: is her name Jessica?
0: I, I, I don't know, is it in your mind? Is
1: that... Oh, you don't remember that one
0: I know who Jessica yeah. is, but that's not That is not connected with the redhead in the bar story No, I thought it was <laughs> No No, no, okay I know the, most I know this, the story Most of this yes. probably gets cut out yes. Jessica was the stripper yes. that your brother was 100%. fixated on. Yes. The redhead in the bar yeah. was your sister-in-law's story. Yes. Our sister-in-law's mm-hmm. story. Uh, she would... She'd be willing yeah. to be with another woman. If
1: everything was just right. If
0: she didn't have to approach the yeah. woman. Yeah. yeah. And the woman didn't approach her husband, yeah. but approached her yeah. in the bar and had red hair yeah. and looked like Angelina Jolie. Okay. And offered mm-hmm. sex with no strings attached in precisely the way that she wanted. Yes. If that if that happened, yeah. then I'd be looking to do it with another woman. But otherwise...
1: Right, but I always pictured that that person would not be slovenly in any way.
0: No, I'm sure that the person in, in her mind mm-hmm. looked like the stripper Jessica.
1: That's... But why I went there,
0: right? But like, if you suggested the stripper Jessica no, no, to no. her, Hot that body. would have been nope. an offense. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, we're talking about episode uh, 17.
0: This is actually appropriate to like to lead into this, right? Because this is kind of the stuff that we're talking about,
1: right? So, when did you know you were a monogamous?
0: Well, I mean, when, when... did you
1: know you were a monogamous?
0: Well, I mean, I thought that we were monogamous when we got married, and then, well, I guess the monogamish really started when uh, we had a friend, and I think we may have talked about this Mm -hmm. on an earlier episode, but we're going to go ahead and You have to go way back. We're going to go there again, because... Way back
1: in the annals.
0: Well, and not everybody wants to listen to the shitty audio quality of our Mm -hmm. earlier episodes, so... Well, hopefully this is better. This is better. Okay. This is a good mic. Okay. So like, we started out like not necessarily looking for anything but monogamy. Mm-hmm. Then we had a friendship that kind of evolved into a uh, friend with benefits, kind of three-way. It's an
1: accidental three-way.
0: Yeah. But like the thing about it is, I think, and this kind of characterizes a lot of like what we've learned about ourselves over 25 years, is that that situation was at least a friend with benefits. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it had kind of some markers of being like a poly situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I, we were kind of thruple esque Mm -hmm. in that, that relationship had deep emotional, like elements to it. And I think ultimately that's why that went as poorly as it did in the end, because we were, Young and stupid and unaware of any of the emotional consequences of anything that we were doing. I think
1: in fairness, there were like zero public resources about any of that. It's not like you could learn about like how to navigate that.
0: As far as we knew, like... The only times this had ever happened in history was like the in movie our house. it in our house yeah. and in the movie Twa, in which really oh, bad that, things nothing happened.
1: good happened in Twa.
0: <laughs> so our outcome was like good compared to that. It
1: was we had a victory. We had a victory.
0: Right? So it, it went poorly because ultimately there was couples privilege stuff. You know, whenever people talk about couples privilege, I always think about it was one of the interactions that we had in that scenario and everybody had a good time it was all fun and it was afterwards and like everybody's kind of settling down like,
1: okay it's time to go to time to go home
0: well we're all settling down and you went and you left the room went into the bathroom came back out in your bathrobe mm-hmm. and with my bathrobe in your hands and you put my bathrobe on me and we're all like sitting down, we're all like getting a drink and like kind of gonna, gonna decompress from the experience we've had. And he was like, oh, I want a robe. <laughs> right? And I feel like that's, to yeah. me, like that is such evidence of like, that's couples privilege. Yeah. Right? Like it's our house. We're at home. We have our robes we're whatever. And he has to still go and drive for, you know, 20 half minutes. an hour, yeah. 20 minutes to get home. Yeah. And that's kind of what that was. And so it ended poorly, <laughs> As I'm sure you would be shocked to discover.
1: Not a surprise.
0: But we liked things about that experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there were high marks and things that we enjoyed about it and felt like it was, it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience mm-hmm. and we're left thinking like, well... We could have more things like this, but maybe better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and so then the idea was my, my uh, tw- 20, 21 year old brain mm-hmm. said if we go into the swing community, it will be all people who do this mm-hmm. regularly. And they have these, this expectation that is, like this they, is what it's going to be. They
1: know the rules.
0: Yeah, they all know the rules. They all probably have a much higher emotional intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> than, Little did you know than the rest of and us.
1: Hopefully, they all have their own bathrobes.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so we kind of ventured into the swinging community and played with that
1: in Chicago. Yeah,
0: and and found really that we were a poor fit there because uh, a lot of the expectation, and I think this was just. Uh, This was out on the surface, that the expectation was that this is just play. Mm -hmm. We're just here to play. And that seemed like what we wanted, but it turned out that I think I, you know, demisexual wasn't a word in my lexicon at that point, but I was much too demisexual for that to really work. And so I just had a very hard time finding anyone that I was even a little attracted to. I spent most of my time in threat and panic mode Mm -hmm. because... Much of the goal there was to separate us, and I didn't really know that I was submissive, but I was very submissive. You know, so the those early experiences with that friend, that was very much like you, as really as a dominant, even though you didn't know that that's what you mm-hmm. were. You were very much in control of what was going on, and he was like, like, oh, this is cool. I can play with your sub, and you were like, of course you can. Of this course. is fantastic. Yep. Enjoy. So-
1: Time for word of the day. Mm -hmm. Demisexual.
0: Oh, you think maybe listeners don't know demisexual? Maybe. That's fair. Okay, so demisexual is when your sexual attraction really relies on emotional connection. So it doesn't mean that I need to be in romantic love with someone in order to want to have sex with them. But even for me, the most beautiful i can see a man and like recognize or a woman recognize that they are just the epitome the peak of physical beauty mm-hmm. and still Perf-
1: perfect specimen
0: still feel a similar amount of sexual attraction to them as i would like the action figure that was made of that person <laughs> <laughs> that's i think a good way it's to like put a sexy it. teela until or unless something happens that causes a spark of emotion or connection to between us Mm -hmm. and it can be uh, they can be friendship feelings Mm -hmm. or they can be romantic feelings but if that's not there then sex is not really on the table for me Mm -hmm. and it took me some time to figure out what was going on there it felt like being ace Mm -hmm. you know it was like I just um, (laughs) word of the day (laughs) it felt, felt like being asexual like being someone who just wasn't even interested in sex except I knew that I was interested in sex with you Mm -hmm. uh so the swing community was not super friendly for me Mm -hmm. Uh, again between the fact that that i wasn't really attracted to like anyone that wasn't really the way it was built it it was built for like low attachment lightweight uh having fun Mm -hmm. which for the couples that that's for that's great
1: and in that community at that time it wasn't super consent forward
0: It was not. Consent was not super important. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Like they they put it on the label, but like...
0: I mean, to be fair, mm -hmm. in that community, the consent of a dude to not have another dude anywhere near his dick, that was like... It was the highest watermark. highest watermark. Yeah. Um, But between that and again, I really always did diagnose kind of the the DS piece as Mm -hmm. being important too, because there were we were always being separated mm-hmm. right there were all these games and it was always the point to separate and i think that was another thing we really learned from our time in the swing community was that we were really wanted to play together mm-hmm. that that was really the fun part for us was that adding other dynamics to our dynamic not the ability to go into separate rooms and do things that didn't involve one another
1: yeah so then came parenting
0: and then there was like no there was really no suggestion of other people being involved mm-hmm. because we were lucky to have sex with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time you got to the end of the, the long day of raising kids. It was
1: like treading in the ocean, and you're like, okay, it's time for sex. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, we're like treading in the ocean.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the other side of that, we kind of started to find our way into the kink community. And you know, we, we went to a series of events and tried to kind of get our feet under us and figure out like, okay, it's not swinging. It's kink. Mm -hmm. That's what we're into. And kind of started trying to figure out what we looked like in that Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. And I think that for us, for me, to my perception, there was very much this undercurrent that said, uh, everyone here is poly. And again, I know that that's not true, but It really felt very much like the vast majority of people that we encountered were poly. Mm -hmm. And I very much got kind of a a subtle message that was, uh, I'm going to say sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle message that was um, that the reason that you would be monogamous would be because you can't handle your jealousy. That's the only reason for a person to be monogamous is because they are not enlightened uh, and they are not... As caring of their partner's needs or wants, because if you really cared about your partner, you would want them to be free to do what they wanted. Uh, and the idea of being monogamous just felt to me like uh, like a backwards thing to be. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like, um,
1: this is like the outsider discussion again, where like you know, when you're in vanilla space and uh, you you have a personal reality that's different, and you seek out kink community. And then when you find it, then the majority of people that you're interacting with are are poly. Poly, word of the day. Uh,
0: Polyamorous, having multiple romantic partners.
1: And there are a lot of different colors of that.
0: A lot of different ways it can, it can look.
1: But the idea is that, that you seek to find community. And when you stumble into the community that's largely poly and you're not, then you find yourself kind of on the outside of that as well.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I think there's a part of this for me that's like, okay, so we grew up in rural Indiana and the truth is for whatever reason, maybe my own kind of internal queerness, the feeling that it was wrong to be gay. it just never, it never was there for me. Mm. So like the closest thing to people who were openly gay, who were around us in middle school and high school, were people that I gravitated to mm-hmm. and liked. But let's imagine for a minute that, you know, you grew up in a community that you just really got messaging the whole time that, like, being gay is wrong. It's not okay. It's, it's like a deviant thing to be, like, not in a fun way. <laughs> and then one day you come out into the world and the world tells you, oh, you're you're thinking backwards like it's not cool to, mm-hmm. to think that way you should be open to people being who they are mm-hmm. and you know that message is correct and so i feel like whenever i kind of walk into a room and say like oh like this isn't for me and people are like you should reconsider you're being closed minded i think i have a tendency to go oh maybe this is true i should <laughs> i should be open to this idea you know because there are, is a lot we don't know So I feel like I really kind of felt like I got hit with that wave of like being monogamous only means you haven't really thought about what's right for you and or your partner. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that the right thing to do was to consider that. Mm -hmm. And you, all of the years, had always been like, oh, look, I'm probably poly, but like I'm okay with being monogamous Mm -hmm. for you. I'll do that for you. That's what you need, babe. (laughs) and that felt like really bad to Mm -hmm. me like I mean I spent years really kind of beating myself up feeling like I was taking something away from you oh if you can only be with me then what does that say about like me and my ability to be confident in myself and comfortable and so when we really got involved in the kink community we really started this process of saying what if We're poly, you know, and I think too, we had kind of defined ourselves as swingers for a Mm -hmm. long time. We said, oh, we're swingers because we don't necessarily want to have a third person come into our home and live with us. Mm -hmm. Like we aren't really looking for like a throuple situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just looking to play. So we were like, oh, that's swinging. But then when I started really considering like all the things that I was seeing around me, I was like, You know, that relationship that we had, that was more like poly than it was like swinging, Mm. right? Because again, this was someone that we spent often every single day with. Mm -hmm. We were the most important people in his life. He was the most important person in our life, kind Mm -hmm. of other than each other at that time. Mm -hmm. We were were like the dynamic trio. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a poly thing that was going on. There was love there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just love between me and him, Mm -hmm. but there was love between you and him. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, that was kind of my, my mindset as I was like, Oh, that was Polly. So, and, and I think, I think it was kind of some, some brand Mm -hmm. of, of Polly. And so during that time, then I was like, okay, so maybe it's wrong for me to feel the way that I feel, you know, because my feelings were very much that like, I didn't want to be with anybody other than you. Mm. I just, that moment, I feel like I am well aware that you are open at any time for the moment that I say, I want to play with this person. Male, female, anything. You are always open and ready Mm. for that moment. And that moment just never came. Mm -hmm. It just, there was never a moment that I wanted it. And so for me to feel like, I don't want anyone else. And I felt that then for you to just go and be with other people without me felt not good. It didn't feel good. It it was not a thing I wanted to have happen. Mm. And that's kind of the space where I lived for a really long time. But then when we really started talking, I started to really pay attention to what was going on. And I was like, I don't really know that you are polyamorous. And you were like, no, I... I am. I'm like interested in fucking all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And then I think like kind of the minute that we hit on it was when I said, I think the truth of you is not that you want to have relationships with a lot of people. I think the truth of you is you would prefer in a lot of ways to have relationships with zero people.
1: Mm -hmm. But too much work.
0: But like something about your situation with me is special enough that you were willing to have a relationship with me.
1: Consider yourself gifted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that was kind of a turning point for me because then I realized that like, yeah, sure, you would like openly play with other people, but you Mm -hmm. didn't really want to have another partner. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that you would. I think if those gates were flung wide open, I don't know that that's what you would do. Mm -hmm. I think that you are maybe secretly unbeknownst Well, you were, unbeknownst to you, because I feel like now we've talked through all this and you know your terrible secret, but I think that in a lot of ways you were as kind of naturally focused on me as I was focused on you. Mm -hmm. And I think then when we started talking more about this random play that you were interested in, then I was like, who, who do we know in our life around us Mm -hmm. that you would play with and kind of what we came to is any of the people that we actually knew in any way you were aware that that would end up kind of doing harm mm-hmm. uh, you weren't really interested in that in that complication or in that doing of harm so it was like well some theoretically secret theoretical magical some person
1: theoretical jessica
0: who exists and is like emotionally so stable that no amount of random sex could ever end up doing unintentional harm to mm-hmm. them. And, you know, they are just this free agent that just magically kind of appears, has sex with you, and then disappears. And, in fact, then also... So it's like
1: a genie or something. It's like, like a like... sex genie. Yes.
0: And then, when we talked about it even more, you shared that, in fact, you were really mostly just interested in that if I was in the room. mm mm-hmm and and participating. And so, That's
1: always more fun with Anna.
0: All of a sudden, all of these years of like dragging myself through these guilty feelings, like I was the unenlightened shitty person who was unable to give you the thing that you really truly wanted, mm-hmm. and the truth is what we both came back to is the feeling that what we're doing right now is what we really want to be doing, which is having sex with each other. And if a person should appear that we actually both want to have sex with and that fits our relationship with that person, then we're both open to doing that, which is what I call monogamish.
1: Monogamish. (laughs) Word of the day. (laughs) Oh, you're not going to define what that means?
0: I thought I just did. Isn't that what I just said? I said.
1: But not in like bookish form.
0: Okay, monogamish.
1: (laughs) Is it an adjective?
0: Two or more people in a relationship with one another who choose to only have sex with the people that they are in the relationship with unless some other party should appear that both of them actually want to have sex with.
1: That brings in other freaky shit.
0: And doesn't do any harm to anyone. Yes. (laughs) Monogamish. The more you know. But I think that it's been ever since we kind of had that realization. So we had that realization and it was like this giant light coming on like, bing, here's what we are. And it was this enormous relief to me because I felt for so many years like we didn't match up. And then to realize that we actually did did but like you just don't, don't always do words real good words
1: <laughs> I words, good all the time
0: <laughs> right like that uh it it was just this massive relief but as I kind of returned to the community I realized that it's a little weird to exist in a kink community mm-hmm. as a monogamish person you know one of the first things it was shortly after kind of we had that realization and I didn't really talk about it because, again, it felt like almost like almost like if you go, hey, I had this really great talk with my partner and it turns out we're monogamous. It feels almost like you'd get kicked out. You oh know? Yeah, <laughs> like, like
1: you're not allowed to be here.
0: What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I get it because that that mainstream monogamous mindset that says it's not OK to be other things mm-hmm. or something's wrong with you if you're other things that's done a lot of damage and a lot of harm to people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I remember it was shortly after we kind of had our big epiphany and someone posted a meme on discord that was basically like, uh, you know, why monogamous people are all like toxic pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, ouch, Yeah. you know? Uh, And, and I feel like it's that, again, like you said, it's kind of that same thing going on where whatever, we are. Then we find the thing that's in opposition to that, and then we're enemies now. And we we're,
1: try to mash it out.
0: Yeah. And and in the kink community in particular, I think that's so harmful because there are so many different ways to be that you can find so many people who are opposite of whatever you are mm-hmm. that it's just it's not helpful. But but worse than that. So there was the feeling kind of all along of, like, you aren't really accepted here. You aren't uh, valid. One of us. You know, again, in the Discord server, there's a poly channel. There's not a monogamous channel. Mm -hmm. And I understand why. Because this is kind of that, like, um, it's the not all men conversation. What do you mean? Where if women are on the Internet and they're talking about, like, let's say... ...men who've done harmful things to Mm -hmm. them. And then you'll have a man who wants to show up and say, not all men, I don't, I don't harm anyone. Not me, bro. Right. And if you don't actually harm anyone, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. Right? No one said all men do. Someone said some man did. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, you know, I feel like if you're like marching around being like, not all monogamous people are toxic assholes then you're kind of sidetracking a conversation that isn't for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, the conversation about what it's like to be in a relationship that is not a poly relationship and be in the kink community, it's a different experience. Mm -hmm. And in fact, to take that one step further, we kind of found ourselves more and more in a place that was like, there were many times when I would be at events And just start to feel like, what exactly is the point of us being here? Like, Mm -hmm. is it even appropriate for us to be here? Because Mm -hmm. so much of the time at events, people are trying to find partners, whether they came with someone or not. They're looking for other people to have experiences with. And I think, again, that's a perfectly valid reason to hold an event and be at an event. But I started to feel like there was no point to us being there Mm -hmm. because it was like Like imposter syndrome yeah like we're not here to do that Mm -hmm. and you know do you remember (laughs) i think this is kind of an important moment for me in swing culture is we went to actually our very first swing event it was the spring conclave in Mm -hmm. chicago and we were in a vendor fair Mm -hmm. so you're not in an area where sex things were happening really at all the vendor fair is like like any other convention you would go to. But, but like just dildos. toys. Yeah. yeah, dildos and mm-hmm. shavers and whatever. Yeah. And uh we kind of struck a conversation up with another couple. And we we're just chatting just like you would with anyone that you talk to. Again, at any like sci-fi convention mm-hmm. or whatever else you go to. And we had at that point a one-year-old baby at home. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned something about our child and it was again, not like a deep, let's talk about parenting. It's, it was just an offhanded comment, yeah. but they like froze and like got out of there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's not cool to talk about those parts of your life, which yeah. for me, it was like about meeting someone and having a genuine connection, right. but person it was in the person. Yeah. But for them and and for a lot of people, we learned at those events, it's very like don't talk about who you are or what mm-hmm. you are. Like, we're here to talk about sex and sexy things. And mm-hmm. that's it. And I think, you know, that's how a lot of the events started to feel. Is the, like, people would be like, oh, let's chat, let's talk. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, so here's us. And we have this dynamic. And they were like, oh, you're not, like, looking to play? Okay, like, I'm going to go off. Like right head. now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, there's
1: always that feeling that, like, if, you know, the second that someone discovers that there's not sex on the table tonight Mm -hmm. then like they're not here for it yeah and then that means that that relationship will never progress
0: right and you'll never get to the place because you know for me I think before I get to a place where I would be ready to have sex with someone to play with someone to scene with someone any of those things I feel like it would be many times mm-hmm. hanging out together, and it would be a lot of real conversations mm-hmm. about life stuff. And so, the fact that everything ends that night—like mm-hmm. if we're not going to play tonight, then I'm going to find somebody who will. Yeah. It it leads to feeling super um, super disconnected mm-hmm. in the community. It can feel really like you can't really get a chance to get to know anyone because no one wants to get to know you. Yeah. If like that there. And again, the idea that like I'm at a play party, I am here to find and play with someone. I think that's a fair reason to be there, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't match up with what we were there for.
1: So what is the lesson of the day?
0: I mean, other than all the fun new words we learned. Mm. So many (laughs) new words. Well, I mean, I think this definitely kind of comes back again to a point that we're kind of circling around and around right now, which is the idea of coming up with some kind of an in-person community that has a purpose beyond play. Mm -hmm. Some
1: bigger cause and some bigger conversation that is probably long overdue.
0: I think... Uh, discussion groups and opportunities to do things together that are about kink but not about not about finding ways to play with each other at that moment in time the transaction yeah so like something i'd really love to have in a community center one day is a maker space and to be able to do like workshops like we're going to make resin paddles today uh, I There's a, a resin paddle design out there that's got, like, an accelerometer in it, and it'll, like, measure how many times you swat with it and stuff. Like, cool, geeky maker stuff. Uh, and and a place where you could, like, get advice from other people and be like, oh, I'm trying to make this, like, cane light up, mm-hmm. and it's not working. Anybody have any ideas? You know, and I think there's all this stuff that, like, you can't necessarily do that in mm-hmm. a normal maker space. But it's it's kink focused, it's, it's connective
1: and kink friendly
0: and kink friendly, but not about play. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that's really at this phase in my life, what I'm coming back to more and more of the time is that I'm looking for a place where I can be kinky and connect with people on kinky things and not be interested in play.
1: Well, and not have to deal with the expectation that that's always in play. Otherwise something's wrong with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's it. Well. Did we do it? Did we do it? I mean, I feel like this one feels like a little bit of a downer. This is like a, um, what, episode five of Star Wars kind mm-hmm. of moment. Yeah. You know, where, like, we're ending with, like, the... <laughs> but stay
1: tuned. We have some really exciting stuff that we're going to be going through.
0: Actually, so we're through time travel... Mm-hmm. We're recording this, obviously, before the day that it goes live. We're at
1: KinkFest right now. We
0: are at KinkFest right now and recording a cool episode about all of the cool KinkFest community, hopefully, going on around us. Or, I don't know, maybe we're having a terrible time. <laughs>
1: Could be. Like, it's split. Like, reviews are split at this point.
0: <laughs> it's, uh... Schrodinger's cat. It's Schrodinger's kink. Oh, okay. Schrodinger's con. Good convention.
1: Schrodinger's Dungeon.
0: Hmm. Hmm? Either we are or are not having an amazing time in the dungeon.
1: In the world's largest public <laughs> dungeon.
0: Maybe. Or
1: not the world's largest public dungeon.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you how many that square was 30, feet. 30,000 square feet. Sounds right.
1: 30,000 square feet. 36,000 square feet.
0: There we go. Thirty-six. 1,000 Square. There we go. Like reasonably big.
1: It's not too bad.
0: It's pretty good. It's not a
1: football field.
0: How big is a football field? It's
1: knowable. <laughs> it's knowable.
0: You don't All know that. Is that. Not, why you don't know why that. would I know that? Well, how do you know it's not as big as a football field? See? 120 yards. Oh, yards. Yeah. So it's 57,000. So yeah. A
1: half. Half of a football field.
0: Half a football field of kink.
1: Dedicated. To dungeon.
0: Kink. It's going to be pretty good.
1: Well, what levels did we gain in this one?
0: Mm. Well, friends with benefits yeah. levels. Uh, Swinger levels.
1: Dictionary. Kink dictionary levels. Kink
0: dictionary levels, that's Wait, true.
1: that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Did we get two levels in there? I guess we did. Oh, look at that. I guess
0: we did. Oh,
1: shit. Who decides these
0: things? (laughs) Well, I love the idea of some kind of, like, like universe arbiter of kink that just decides your levels and (laughs) grants them to you. It's pretty
1: crazy. (laughs) If you love this, go ahead and check out other things that we have going on at kinkquest.org forward slash discord
0: yeah come to the discord server or you can just go check out the website at kinkquest.org
1: yeah and next episode you're going to hear all about our adventures at Kinkfest. Kink
0: fest it's going to be pretty cool see you on the next level see you in the next level